Sometimes I like to let the song play for a little bit. It's such a great song. Uh, if you ever wondered, uh, the, the name of the song is Roadrunner, and it's by the Modern Lovers, who had a great album back in the 70s called uh, The Modern Lovers, and the really great song, and uh, just pumps me up. You're listening to Kevin Thomas, that's me, this is The Good with Kevin Thomas, and I want to thank you all for joining me today. A beautiful day outside. Uh, we're, we're close to, uh, I believe, uh, 50 degrees uh, right now, and we'll get a little bit higher. I think the high for the day will be 59. Uh, so enjoy the weather because we've got a nice stretch of it coming here in Rockland County. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to to it. I mean, I I like the snow and the cold, and I prefer it. I just figure if it's like 80, 90, 100 degrees outside, you don't really have much choice. I mean, you're pretty much sweating to the oldies. And, uh, you know, if it's wintertime and it's 20, 30 degrees, you can at least wear layers and, and... be okay outside but when it's 90 degrees outside uh obviously you can't wear layers you wouldn't want to do that so i don't know i i I like this weather too you know don't get me wrong winter is my favorite season but i do enjoy this weather for sure uh for today we're gonna have uh some positive stories and uh uh, the the first uh, story will actually be a positive story involving a kiddo, a youngster, doing great things in their community. Uh, and then uh, later on today, uh, probably with our first break around the 20, uh, we I will be playing a song from Mike Atkins. Now, Mike, I, I know personally, and... Uh, I had reached out on social media for people, you know, if, if, if you're a musician, if you're a singer, if you're in a band and uh, you want to get your stuff played on the air, uh, it's, it's real simple. Just email Kevin at WRCR.com. Send your music submission in, maybe a bio, or if you have an electronic press kit or as the kids call it, an EPK, send that as well and uh and uh it'll give me a chance to get to know you a little bit and uh listen to your music and it could very well be played on one of these saturdays here on wrcr so uh definitely do it i mean you know i know what it's like i'm a musician well sort of i make noise on instruments and uh you know, one thing that you always 
dream about is airplay. You know, uh, I always said that if I had the chance to play songs for friends of mine or even people I don't know, if if I like what I hear, I'm definitely going to give somebody a shot at some airplay and uh, take it from there. So there'll definitely be uh, more music coming. Uh, I want to... I want to definitely say thank you to everybody who sent me music. Uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, really been cool to hear some music that I, I haven't been familiar with. Brewster Bob, I got to thank you because uh, you really you really sent me some really interesting music and uh, a lot of music from the Philippines, which was really awesome. And uh, you'll be hearing that music as we go along. Usually I, I spotlight one artist or band, and then the second song that I play at the 40 break is usually uh, something popular that you've heard or maybe you haven't heard. Uh, but uh, I, I try to, to do one artist or band per show uh, just so they can sort of get the spotlight and you can hear what they do so i'm uh, as long as i do this show and as long as you'll have me and as long as dr alex will have me i will definitely be uh doing that in the future i want to first talk about five-year-old noah wood now uh in his town and i believe this is in georgia uh he's being declared a town hero after he saved seven relatives and his pet dog from a house fire at their home in Kingston. Uh, The fire started in his bedroom, which he shares with his two-year-old sister, Lily. So he he dragged Lily through a window on the ground floor and then came back and rescued his dog. And then once his sister and the dog were safe, he ran next door to alert his uncle Josh and then together they raised the other six sleeping relatives upstairs and got them to safety Uh, so uh, the Bartow County Fire Department presented him with an honorary firefighter certificate and an award so good job Noah five years old and he knew what was going down and he did something about it and his family is safe because of it. That's, that's a beautiful story right there. Uh, now, uh, by the way, if you have some good stories or some good news or, or you just want to say hi, it's real simple. You give the call to 845-429-1700 and I'll put you on the air and we'll have a chat and uh, you'll be able to share your good news with us. Now, speaking of good news, uh, this story has to do with homelessness. Uh, So in Wisconsin, there's this eight-year-old by the name of Peyton. Now, Peyton was told about the issue of child homelessness by her family members, I believe by her great-uncle. And uh, so... After researching the subject a little bit, uh, Peyton decided she wanted to do something about it. Because here's the thing. 
there there's around uh, two and a half million children in America that are facing homelessness each year. And so Peyton said uh, she didn't like the sound of that. So she went to her mom and asked if she could invite 100 homeless children to her birthday party. She said her dream was to host a birthday party in hopes of getting other children to donate their presents to those who are less fortunate. And so she decided she was going to form a charity. Now, let me remind you, she's eight years old, (laughs) and she formed a charity called Eye of a Child, which not only raises awareness of the issue of child homelessness, uh, but directs money, toys, and other products to homeless shelters around the Milwaukee area and as well in Los Angeles where some of her family lives. Uh, So she would create T-shirts and homemade crayon hearts to sell around her local community through various pop-up shops. And all of the proceeds go towards the uh, homeless shelters of her choosing. And uh, she said, I do believe every child deserves to smile. And uh, each shirt comes with uh, that very saying on it. Uh, So she received an outpouring of support from local community members who were letting her sell the shirts and the homemade crayon uh, hearts outside their businesses. And she's also received a, a slew of donations. Uh, recently, she's, she's uh, been able to send uh, goodie bags with hygiene products to uh, Joy House, which is a, home, a women's uh, homeless shelter in Milwaukee. And along with the the uh, hygiene products, they they gifted a five hundred dollar check and a brand new toy for each child who was in the shelter. So, pretty amazing stuff from eight year old Peyton. Uh, you know, Peyton, let's see. It's instead of having her birthday party surrounded by family and friends. She, des- she has decided to make new friends at various homeless shelters in her community and empower these children to share this day as a collective celebration. Uh, so, so instead of having uh, her, she, she really wanted this year to, to have her birthday wish. So instead of accepting her own presence, she wanted to host a community party where people have the opportunity to drop off donations for those in need. Uh, so Peyton's goal is to raise another $1,000 as well as gather donations of hygiene products and toys for two more shelters. And, uh, you know, she actually said, just remember, it wasn't only me. It took a village. <laughs> you know, she's eight years old, and she is making progress and changing lives in the Milwaukee area. Now, the the next story actually has to do with uh, with homelessness as well. Now, we all face uh, tough times here and there. Uh, I know there was a, a moment in time when I was in a homeless shelter as well uh, years ago. 
sometimes things just happen and next thing you know you're in dire straits such was the case with Jose Villaruel a former substitute teacher in Southern California uh, he was unemployed during the pandemic and ended up homeless staying in his car and uh, it turned out that there was a resident there by the name of Stephen Nava that uh, had noticed that he had been he went through several days of noticing this same man uh, sitting in the parking lot uh, in his car and uh he went up and talked to the guy and realized that this man, Jose, was a substitute teacher that he remembered from high school. And uh, he noticed that, uh, well, Stephen noticed that Jose had all his belongings in the car, realized he was homeless. And uh, so uh, Stephen gave jose three hundred dollars and helped him find a hotel and he it stephen immediately made it his mission to help this man who used to teach him at school and so he set up a gofundme account and uh went on social media and told everybody hey look this is mr v he, you know uh you know, he needs help, you know. Uh, he, Stephen said that he spoke to Mr. V and he told me that the only source of income was a monthly Social Security check and that most of that money was sent to his wife, who is very ill in Mexico. And uh, so Stephen ended up uh, uploading several videos to social media. And uh, in a 24-hour period... He surpassed the goal that he set of $5,000. And then in three days, they raised over $26,000 for Jose. And, it, and so the, this news reached former students, community members, uh, county employees, and uh, sheriff's department, and even the mayor's office in, in the town of Fontana, uh, where they're at. And so the uh, sheriff department employees helped Jose get a place to stay at a hotel. And the mayor's office organized an event to spread the good news and deliver a check to the teacher uh, from his uh, former students and whatnot. Uh, so it turned out that when he ended up with the check, it happened to be his 77th birthday that day. So... Uh, he was greeted by former students and community members singing, singing happy birthday to him. And uh, really, it's amazing. Uh, Jose said, it is an experience of my life that will be kept for the rest of my life. I carry it in my heart. I felt that something was going to happen, that things were going to change. And it happened suddenly when I least expected it. And... Uh, he said that uh, while he was homeless, uh, when it would get windy or rainy, uh, he would tell himself, I must not give up and I have to go on and on and do what I have to do for the stage to pass. 
and he, he would always tell his students, he said, I, I tell the students when they have a project, keep going despite the difficulties, don't give up, do not give up, don't quit. And he didn't quit. And thanks to Stephen, he'll be able to get through the near future, at least, and uh, get back on his feet. There are good people out there, and uh, this is my way of showing for all, for all of the uh, darkness that there seems to be in this world, there is light as well. So uh, we're, I'm going to play you that song from Mike Atkins when we come back. Uh, first, we've got to play a couple ads and uh, give you your weather for this beautiful weekend here in Rockland County. So stay tuned. We'll have that and more when The Good with Kevin Thomas continues. Be sure to listen to the Business and Market Update with Ken Mahoney of Mahoney Asset Management every Monday through Friday morning at 8.30 here on WRCR. Catch Ken's incisive commentary on business and market trends during the upcoming trading day. And you can have your business-related question answered directly by Ken Mahoney. Just submit it to the Mahoney Mailbag. Go to the website at MahoneyGPS.com, enter your question or comment, and it will be answered directly by Ken. On the radio every Monday through Friday morning at 8.30, right here on WRCR AM 1700, Radio Unscripted, or WRCR.com. Hi, this is Dr. Jeffrey Shannon. And Dr. Sophia Patrikas. We invite you to join us for our show, Listen Up, Rockland, the first Monday of each month at 9.30 a.m. If you or someone you know is always asking to repeat, has difficulty communicating in a noisy environment, or has ringing in their ears, then tune in to our show. Do you have questions or are you curious about how to improve your hearing? We welcome any and all questions related to patient treatment process, hearing aids, and implantable hearing technology. Do you or someone you know experience dizziness, vertigo, feeling off balance, or have a fear of falling? If so, tune in as we can educate and help treat various balance concerns. So join us for Listen Up Rockland the first Monday of each month at 9.30 a.m. as we navigate all topics related to audiology, hearing, and balance with various members of our team and guests speakers. Hudson Valley Audiology, located at 11 Medical Park Drive, Suite 205 in Pomona. Call them at 845-406-9991 or visit their website, HudsonAudiology.com. Hi, I'm Naomi Streicher with Realty Teams. Come take a look at our new development at North Hill Estates in Pomona, New York. 40 lots, stunning views, beautiful homes, and great neighbors. Call 364 364- 0007. Naomi Streicher at Realty Teams. You just heard that message, right? Well, someone somewhere is calling them up right now or planning to. Why not become them? Click on WRCR.com to make you them. Weather. For today, sunny with a high near 59 degrees. Now, there might be a wind chill early on, a wind chill between 25 and 35 degrees, but the wind will be calm and it will warm up. For Saturday night, clear with a low around 32. For Sunday, sunny with a high near 63. Monday, start of the work week, it is sunny with a high near 57. 
Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 60, and Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 60 degrees. That's the weather forecast. Sitting in for meteorologist Mark Hannick, this is Kevin Thomas. Up-to-the-minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night, when you want the weather, check our website at WRCR.com. And the current temperature is 52 degrees. Mike Adkins with the song Underground here on WRCR. And I'm really hoping that he sends me some more music because uh, I really do like it a lot. I like the grittiness of it. Great songwriting and uh, great strumming guitar that he's got going there. It's pretty good right there. Uh, and again, if, uh, if, if you're a musician, a singer, a songwriter... If uh, if you have uh, songs ready to go that, that you want to get played on the air, email me, kevin at wrcr.com. Send me your music submission, uh, maybe a little bio, so I can pass that along to the good people that listen to WRCR and so they can get to know you. And uh, we'll play your music and... Uh, who knows? Maybe down the road we'll, you know, I want to try to start doing some interviews uh, soon. And uh, I have some people in mind uh, and uh, I'll be looking into that uh, so that uh, you get a little variety here on the show. 
for sure. So I, I just checked, and it's now 52 degrees in Garnerville, and uh, and it's just going to keep climbing and uh, rejoice. There's, this is some beautiful weather out there. There's barely a cloud in the sky, and uh, I hope, uh, you know, if you're not home, I hope you're out enjoying it. And uh, one way or another, uh, we're we're slowly but surely getting out of this pandemic, and hopefully things will continue on that way. Our next story happens in two states, sort of. Well, it all started when the Maryland resident Brandon Jones. Uh, found out that his mother-in-law was in the final stages of lung cancer and had stopped treatment. And uh, one of her final wishes was to get this particular dish from a restaurant, Ikebin, and I hope I'm saying that right, Ikebin, in Baltimore, and uh, it's a tempura broccoli dish, and uh, so Brandon decided he was going to email one of the owners, Steve Chu, and request the recipe, and he he wanted to try to uh, at least cook the meal at at his mother-in-law's residence in Vermont that weekend, and so she she could have the tempura broccoli. But when he contacted Steve, the owner of Ikemen, uh, Steve had an even better idea. So he decided he was going to offer Brandon and his wife, Rena, uh, uh, he was going to offer to travel up from Baltimore to Vermont to make it fresh for her. And uh, so... Sure enough, you know, I mean, uh, Brandon said, uh, you, you do know this is Vermont we're talking about. It's a six-hour drive. And uh, Steve Chu replied, uh, no problem. You tell us the date, time, and location, and we'll be there. And sure enough, they traveled from Baltimore, from their restaurant in Baltimore, up to Brandon's mother-in-law's place in Vermont. And uh, Rena, uh, whose whose mother has the cancer, uh, said, uh, uh, she always told us when I'm on my deathbed, I want to have that broccoli. In fact, when I was packing on Friday to drive to Vermont, I called my mom to see if she wanted us to bring her anything special. And she jokingly said, tempura broccoli. So, over that weekend, on a Saturday, uh, Steve Chu, uh, the, one of the co-owners and, and uh, a colleague of theirs, Joe, loaded up their pickup and drove the six hours up to Vermont. So, the next day, what they did was they set up a makeshift kitchen in the bed of their truck in front of Rena's mom's house. 
and even with the freezing temperatures, they had to get the fryer up to the correct temperature. But they were able to make uh, the tempura broccoli along with uh, tofu nuggets with spicy peanut sauce and roasted garlic. And uh, once it was ready, they boxed up the food, walked up to her door. And sure enough, Rena's mom got the food. Rena said that my mom kept saying, I don't understand. You drove all the way up here to cook for me? She was so happy and touched to have that broccoli, she couldn't believe it. Now, Steve Chu, the uh, owner of Ikebin, also uh, recognized the 72-year-old customer. He said, we see a lot of people in the restaurant, but she always stood out. She loves the food and always made sure to tell us she's an amazing, sweet lady. Uh, Rena said that her mom had struggled to eat because of sores on her mouth from the cancer, but she managed to devour the meal. And uh, she, Rena said that her mom cried later about their generosity, and so did I. They made so much food that she had it again the next day for lunch. It's something we'll never forget. I'll carry that positive memory with me always. And uh, sure enough, uh, Baltimore City Council member Zeke Cohen actually commented on Ikebin and Steve Chu's generosity. We hear a lot about the challenges of restaurants in Baltimore, yet despite the pandemic, despite crime, some are still thriving. I always point to Ikebin as a business that always models respect for the community and treats people with love. Plus, their food is amazing. And as far as Ikebin, Steve Chu said, to me, it was a huge honor to be able to help fulfill the family's wishes. This is about her, not us. There was a lot of good, positive energy in doing this. So we wish all the best to the Jones family and uh, to Rena and to Rena's mom as they go through what must be a really tough time. But, uh, you know, you're able to draw out some happy memories out of the uh, ordeal. And that goes a long way. Now, the next story is going to be one of a guy who had a pretty good idea. Uh, so Adam Lowy was working with his family's moving company. So, you know, helping people move, you know, uh, it's a good amount of work. And uh, he was working odd jobs with the company, and he noticed that uh, the families, whenever they'd move, they'd leave a whole bunch of items behind, including food. So, he said, uh, when people move, they throw away a whole bunch of stuff, food, clothing, furniture, you name it. And what bothered us was the perfectly good, non-perishable food that was getting left behind in the pantry or simply thrown in the trash. So he wanted to do something about it. And so Move for Hunger was born. He said, uh, moving stressful, you know, it's not a fun experience there's a lot going on and we started by asking a very simple question do you want to donate your food when you move so within a month 
Lowy and the moving company had donated 300 pounds of food to a local food bank. And uh, he said uh, he had never visited a local food bank before. Growing up in Monmouth County, New Jersey, the home of Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi in the Jersey Shore, you look around and you don't see a lot of poverty of food lines. And the food bank told us that there were more than 100,000 people just in our county, in Monmouth County, that didn't have enough to eat. And at that point, it became personal. Since then, Move for Hunger has grown. And uh, so they've now established a network of over 1,000 moving companies across the United States and Canada. Uh, many of the moving companies have partnered with local banks, local food banks, and uh, they've developed partnerships with apartment communities in all 50 states, uh, relocation management companies and large companies like Target and Facebook to uh, try to reach as many people as possible. Uh, when someone gives notice that they're going to move, Move for Hunger provides a program letter that educates about local need, and the moving company will provide a box and recyclable food collection bag. So uh, he says uh, you can simply put aside your nonprofit donations, and then we make sure that food gets picked up and delivered to a local food bank in your community. They also coordinate large foods, large-scale food drives. Uh, that aim to collect items that food banks really need while also having uh, some fun. So they're meant to be fun, but they're also meant to be strategic, said Lowy. So whether it be our Valentine's Day Spread the Love food drive, because peanut butter is uh, one of the most requested items, it's shelf-stable, high in protein, food banks need it, and it's a really expensive product. Or maybe our Shark Week food drive where we're collecting canned tuna fish because kids like tuna as much as sharks do. So since 2009, Move for Hunger has delivered more than 20 million pounds of food to local food banks, which has provided more than 17 million meals to individuals in need. And so he said before the pandemic, there were 37 million Americans struggling with food insecurity. Now there's 54 million Americans struggling with hunger, which includes one in four children and one in 11 seniors. More than 40 percent of the people visiting food banks over the last year were new to food banks. It's just become very hard. Uh, So Move for Hunger is organized more than 1,000 food drivers and delivered more than 5 million pounds of food just in 2020 alone. Uh, Gotta give it to them. It's a pretty neat idea, Adam Lowy. And uh, we give you kudos, no doubt, for looking out for your fellow Americans. So when we come back, uh, I'll have some more stories for you and... uh, uh, hopefully I'll make up my mind on what the next song will be, but we'll figure it out as we go along. You're listening to The Good with Kevin Thomas, and when The Good returns, we'll perk you up a bit here on WRCR. 
There are many health issues associated with aging. I'm Dr. Paul Cavaluzzi, board-certified geriatrician and host of Call In Dr. Paul, inviting you to join us on the fourth Monday of each month at 1010 a.m., where I'm going to bring you a monthly show that is senior-centric. I will present topics that are important to the seniors, such as the COVID vaccine, information about assisted living facilities, and caring for loved ones with dementia. I'm also looking forward to hearing your input about future topics. Please join us. Life's path sometimes leads down a rocky road. Emotional distress, trauma, depression, substance abuse, or suicidal thoughts. There is free outreach and support available. The Behavioral Health Response Team of Rockland County is accessible 24-7 for any behavioral health need. Just give them a call at 845-517-0400. They're also here once a month on WRCR, hosting The Beat on Behavioral Health. Join Tracy and Andrew from BHRT on the first Thursday of every month at 1010 a.m. for The Beat on Behavioral Health. Hi, I'm Roxanne Watson, inviting you to join us every Wednesday morning at 9.15 a.m. for Michael's Gifts, a weekly program that focuses on organ donation and patient advocacy. I will be taking your calls and share real-life stories. This show is dedicated in honor of my donor, Michael Bowville, United States Coast Guard, and his amazing family. That's Michael's Gifts, every Wednesday at 9.15 a.m. Michael's Gifts is sponsored by Live On New York. Prostate cancer is one of the most common cancers among men and often can be treated successfully. I hope you'll join me, Carrie Potter, on April 8th for House Calls, when our guest will be Dr. Mitchell Freeman, Director of Bon Secours Urology. We will be talking about men's health with a focus on diagnosis and treatment options for prostate cancer. House Calls airs every second Thursday of the month at 5 p.m. and is brought to you by Good Samaritan Hospital. Advancing care here. Weather. For today, sunny with a high near 59 degrees. Now, there might be a wind chill early on, a wind chill between 25 and 35 degrees. But the wind will be calm and it will warm up. For Saturday night, clear with a low around 32. For Sunday, sunny with a high near 63. Monday, start of the work week, it is sunny with a high near 57. Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 60. And Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 60 degrees. That's the weather forecast. Sitting in for meteorologist Mark Hannick, this is Kevin Thomas. Up-to-the-minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night, when you want the weather, check our website at WRCR.com. And the current temperature is 52 degrees.
Brothers Give. The Bee Gees doing a little jive talking. Uh, I'm sure at some point I spoke jive, uh, but uh, I don't speak jive anymore. No. Uh, I I barely remember uh, Spanish in school. Uh, Escuela? You know, uh, like I, I, I remember some words. Uh, taco. See, there you go. I'm bilingual. There we go. All right. Our next story has to do with a part-time janitor in Miami, Florida. Her name is Doramis Moreau. And for... Quite a while since the start of the pandemic, so at least a year, she's been cooking over a thousand meals a week for the hungry. She's a 60 year old widow, works part time as a janitor in a technical school, and she's either walking or taking the bus to get there. Uh, But every Thursday and Friday, she borrows her church's truck to buy groceries, uh, Notre Dame de Haiti Catholic Church pays for the food, relying on donations, and then Doramis then prepares the meals single-handedly while church volunteers serve or deliver the food to people in need. She says, American, Spanish, Haitian, they come here. Even when I'm closing, they say, please, can I have some? And I give it to them. Because if they go home and have nothing, it hurts my feelings. So despite her limited salary, she also feeds people from back home in her little village north of Port-au-Prince in Haiti. She sends food pallets monthly to her sisters and brother, nieces, nephews, and neighbors. And uh, the pastor of the church, Reginald Jean-Marie, says she takes care of everybody from A to Z. She is a true servant. She goes beyond the scope of work to be a presence of hope and compassion for others. Now, until recently, she didn't have a car. Like I said, she was walking and and taking the bus to go to work. And uh, community leaders actually surprised her with a new Toyota Corolla. So now she's able to get around a little bit more. Uh, people ask her if she's ever exhausted with all with her janitorial job and with all the work she does for the church. And and she says, uh, I can keep all the money for myself and never give anyone a penny. But if you give from your heart and never think about yourself, God will provide for you every day. The refrigerator will never be without food. So kudos to Doramis Moreau. who's doing things to change her community. Now, this story is separated by many years and involves one of the most heinous situations the world has ever seen. Now, more than 80 years ago, there were two girls who lived in Germany and they were separated by the Holocaust. They said their goodbyes to one another and fled the Nazis. Now, Betty Grebenshikov 
and her family moved to China and then eventually the U.S. Her friend Anna Marie Warrenberg moved to Chile. And uh, these two girls, Betty and Anne Marie, hadn't seen each other since the time of the Holocaust. Anne Marie's name was changed to Anna Maria after her family arrived in South America, and it was under that name that she told her story during a webinar for the Latin American Network for the Teaching of the Shoah, according to the USC Shoah Foundation. Now, one person in the webinar couldn't help but take notes, and it was Ida Gordon, uh, who was worked for the USC Shoah Foundation for nearly 25 years. They collect uh, testimonies from genocide survivors with the mission to help develop empathy, understanding, and respect. Now, now she's used to cataloging and indexing uh, testimonies, but she couldn't stop thinking about Anna Maria's story. Uh, So... She searched through the, the foundation's visual history archive and found Anna Maria's testimony. It, uh, there, there was a connection with uh, Betty. So Betty had mentioned Anna Marie, who she hadn't seen since she was a little girl, And she said, uh, I had one particular girlfriend whose name I always mention. Can I mention it here? Her name was Anna Marie Warrenberg. And I never knew what happened to her. I'm always wondering if maybe she's somewhere and she can hear this. She was my girlfriend when I was very young and we went to school together and we played together and all this. And when we left for China in 1939, we said said goodbye to one another, and it was very difficult then because we were best friends. And we were going to write to each other, but we never did, and I never heard from her again, and I don't know what ever happened to her. She probably died in the war, but I'm not sure. So Gordon wasn't completely sure that Betty was speaking about the same Anne-Marie. But then when she reached out, it turned out that it was, in fact, the same Betty and Anne-Marie connection right there. So neither woman knew that the other had survived. But once she, once uh, Ida Gordon had confirmed their identities... Uh, she decided there has to be a reunion. So their foundation, just this past November, uh, coordinated a reunion between the two women uh, along with some of their family members, and they sat down in front of their computers and did a virtual meeting. But first, what they did was have just Betty and Anne Maria uh, had their cameras on. It was just the two of them so they can have a proper reunion together. And uh, Betty said, I could never find her. I looked for her at the Holocaust Museum in Washington, and in the database I looked for her. 
and I mention her name every time I give a talk because I talk about the Holocaust. I'm sorry, I talk about the Holocaust. It just nothing ever happened, you know, and I just can't believe that she's there. It's so exciting. So the friends talked for two hours, introduced their family members and raised glasses of champagne, toasted the life. Now, Betty's grandson said it was so natural for them. They picked back up and they were talking about random stuff like it was no big deal. And it's almost like language could have been a barrier, but it absolutely wasn't at all. I've never heard my grandmother speak German before, ever. Another family member said seeing Anna Maria and Betty on the Zoom call, along with their prosperous, healthy, and happy families, this was the ultimate triumph over hate. Beautiful story right there. You just never know where life will lead you. And, uh, you know, there's some pretty horrible things that can happen in life. But there's also a silver lining on every cloud. And it's just great to see those old friends connect, reconnect again. Uh, well, the show's about to wrap up here. Uh, and I want to thank all of you for, for listening. Uh, again, uh, if, if you want to get in something last minute, the number is 845-429-1700. Uh, I'm here for at least another couple minutes. Uh, I, I really do hope that these stories really reinforce that you know, there are, you, you know, you, you watch the news and it's just like uh, one bad story after another, you know, violence and, and corruption and all sorts of things. But it's good to know that there are still good people out there. And uh, that's what I hope to bring uh, to you guys here on WRCR every Saturday at 12 noon here on WRCR. Uh, I had more stories, but I'm running out of time, but I'll save them for next week. And uh, in the meantime, I hope that you go out and enjoy this beautiful weather that we're having right now. This this is, uh, your spring officially started a few hours ago, so it is now spring here in Rockland County, and I hope that uh, we'll start seeing some warmer temperatures real soon. And, uh, you know, even though I like the snow, I know a lot of people don't. So I'm going to wish that we don't have snow just for your sake, you know, and uh, uh, we'll see what what happens with the weather. I, I, th- I believe we're supposed to be in the 50s and 60s the next uh uh, next week or so uh there might be some rain later on in the week but uh you'll hear everything as far as the weather's concerned from the guy that actually knows the weather mark hannock our meteorologist and you'll hear him on monday uh along with Stephen jeff for the morning show starting at six o'clock on monday and uh don't forget we also have the good health lawyer at 5 o'clock, immediately following the Pete Clemental show, which uh, starts at 3. And, uh, oh, 
in the final moment, we have a call. You're talking to Kevin Thomas of The Good. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How, uh, how are things going today? Good. I just wanted to tell you, I'm a little hoarse right now, but your show was excellent. I enjoyed every story, especially the first, the one with the, uh, the guy with the restaurant and making that trip to make that dish for that lady. Can you believe that? He, he traveled six hours. I know. I had tears in my eyes. I really did. It was very touching. I apologize for my voice, but great show, Kevin. I enjoyed every, every story. Well, I, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. You know who it is, don't you? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, Pat. Oh, Pat. Oh, oh, oh great, great. Okay. I, I, I thank you very much for listening. I, I think the hoarseness sort of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I think so, too, because I don't even recognize myself. <laughs> but anyway, it was a great show, honey. I really enjoyed. Well, thank you very much, Pat, and, and uh, feel better. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And have a good weekend. You, too. Take care. You, too. Bye-bye. That was a great way to end the show. So uh, I want to thank Pat for calling in. I want to thank all of you for listening. And uh, and, uh, we'll do this again next Saturday at 12 noon here on WRCR AM 1700. Don't forget Pete Clemento show. You can catch me there 3 to 5 Monday through Friday right here on WRCR And uh, we'll have a whole bunch of great shows in in the coming weeks. So I hope you tune in for all of them. You know, uh, definitely uh, some great radio listening. Great radio listening. Anyways, uh, I'm Kevin Thomas. This was The Good with Kevin Thomas. And I will talk to you soon. God bless now.